This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Am I the only person involved in this show who doesn't know that off by heart? <laughs> I still have to read it every week. Do you think it lends a freshness to your delivery? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I had a friend who was in a play for about three years and he used to say that the real art was that every day he could say it like he'd never heard it before. Mm. But I've worked with actors like that before <laughs> who, who get the lines wrong because they've never heard it before. No, he was... Um, I, I couldn't do that, personally. But, you know, we can't do everything in life. No. Thanks. I, um, I did a gig on uh, Saturday night. No, Sunday night. I've already told an accidental lie. On Sunday night at the Garrick Theatre in the West End of London. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and as I walked down Charing Cross Road, I kept passing people with massive medals on because <laughs> they'd run the London Marathon. Oh. Uh-huh. And they were all look so... Pr- and I thought, oh, I wish I'd got my M- MBE with me. <laughs> I just heard about everyone I passed. 36 years it took me to get that. That's what I call a marathon, mate. <laughs> That's my time. Yeah. I like the idea of wandering around with your medal. Do you remember when I told you when I went to the Olympics in Athens? Yes, I've been around that long. And, um, <laughs> Not the original. <laughs> yeah, I was, exactly. I was there, my friend. That's when they didn't and wear any clothes. Why do you think I was there? Oh, fair enough. Front row seat. And... Um, there were medal winners, mainly in the sort of weightlifting category, that area, mm. you know, um, wandering around with the medals, just with those vests and yeah. the medals at night in the clubs. It's great, oh, isn't wow. it? As if, and I, I think it was doing doing well for them. Some were sort of, you know, aesthetically challenged, or they were quite niche, I would say. Yeah. You know, they're a specialist interest. Um, and they were doing well with the medals. Some just bronze. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's nice if you go somewhere and they don't have a coaster. <laughs> I think having a coaster on a lanyard is my dream, really, because I cannot put a cup down. People will say, oh, don't worry about that table. I say, look, I honestly, I can't put it down. I just did it just before the show. I was just putting the tea on this old plastic chair they've got in here, which I think the boss of Absolute sits on in the shower, <laughs> judging by the mildew. <laughs> And uh, not on him, on the chair. And um, I was just putting the cup down. I thought, oh, and I, had, I grabbed a, a coaster and put that down underneath. So, yeah. I thought you were going to say that the chair was like a sort of enormous wheeled coaster for you. Mm-hmm. But even the chair. Yeah, I don't want to leave a circle on the chair. In the mildew. Frank's yeah. really obsessed by coasters. It's adorable. Uh, I've done, like, I've I've skimmed them onto people's cups when they've been, like, <laughs> half an inch, just about to hit the surface, and I flicked one underneath and got it under there. Like a ninja. Mm, yeah. Touch for the very first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would that have gone as a song? Like a oh, ninja touch for the very first time. I been around the block I think it would have meant touched as in emotionally touched, because... <laughs> Os ninjas, it would have explained in the verse, a seed as quite cold calculating machine like yes. killing people. Whereas occasionally we can be touched, but I remember when that happened for the very first time and then back into the chorus. Yes. Os ninjas is certainly a, something us, I was never expecting to hear come out of your mouth. It would be a great opening gambit to some sort of say, well, us ninjas. And then, <laughs> what, where's this going? Yeah. <laughs> what a confident statement. Do they exist or are they a. Uh, uh, Twelve fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> They're very hard to spot. If they Come do. on, they would be. But I'm I'm looking to you, Pierre. Ninjutsu, is it a real thing? Ninjutsu is a real thing. You can you could study it. Ninjutsu as a, as is a, a real thing. Art, yeah. Isn't it like Pokemon or something? <laughs> that <laughs> In the sense that me. it's Japanese. Yes. No. <laughs> that reminds me that um, Elvis. When I went to Graceland's and they got his um, video tapes that he used to like watching, including. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail was one of his favourites. 
And they said Elvis's <laughs> Elvis's favourite was the knights who say <laughs> We are the knights who say <laughs> And he said we are Hey guy, can you hear that guy? We are the knights who say nah. <laughs> Everyone laughs of course because Elvis is laughing Imagine if you didn't laugh at the knights oh. I, I don't think you'd last long <laughs> No Yeah <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? Well, it's not that funny. Close your door <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Um, little insight into what we were discussing off air then. Uh, Pierre and I have discovered we have something in common. Mm. We both strongly object to the Americans using the word burglarised instead of burgled. Oh, OK. What are your views on burglarised? Um, I didn't know that they did you, so I'll be honest. Yeah. No. You so. watch American sort of crime documentaries, the home was burglarised on the... <laughs> what? Yeah. It sounds almost like a sort of laser gun thing. Like I, if you get... I have to say I don't mind it. I might start using it. Really? Okay. Burglarised. Mm. It sounds fancier. I think burglarized, that's... Burglarised, <laughs> burglarised. What's that song? Sacrifice by Elton John. <laughs> burglarised. Imagine him... Oh, I don't like it. He goes in there and all his, uh, his, his, his glass fish are knocked over. I went to his French, his French villa in Nice. Yeah. And he had a lot of those. You know those glass animals you see in... Um, Venice with oh, like blown, painting the them. blown ones oh. yeah he had, he had loads of those everywhere oh did he so if they were knocked on the floor he'd, oh, he'd know he'd I've been burglarized <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> um, so no I've, I'll watch out for that now yeah. as you know I don't yeah. watch much. the American um, things I watch were mainly filmed in the 1920s <laughs> <laughs> But I'll check that out. Listen, I went to... I had... Um, here's the thing. I had two pairs of spectacles. One I'd paid for. Mm-hmm. One I got free from Specsavers. Oh. And the one I had free from Specsavers, I was walking with my dog, and I got a text from my partner, and I had to raise my spectacles onto my head in order to read the text, because I can't really read through my walking spectacles. Sure. And then I walked on, and I thought, hold on, I haven't got glasses on. And I realised that they dropped off while I did that. I, ra- I dashed back, and I just saw a woman coming through the gap with her dog. I almost heard the crunch of my oh. spectacles on the foot. So then I got one pair. They've been sat on a few times. So I thought, I'm going to get myself some new glasses. And you know what? I don't know if you remember my last glasses, but they've got... Um, Gregory Peck written on the inside stem and they're based on the glasses that Atticus Finch was wearing in, um, what is it, To Kill a Mockingbird? To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. And I wondered, and I still don't know the answer to this, I think I have posed it on here, whether Gregory Peck's is a Cockney rhyming thing for specs and that was one of the reasons they'd gone for it. But maybe I've, I've I've gone into Pond City. It should be, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's good slang. Anyway, so I love choosing spectacles frames. Just mm. standing in there trying on spectacles. Oh, man, it's, it's great. Like it, the potential is... Extra- I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Frank. I love that as well. It can, it's a new you, isn't it, it? One day, you know, you think, I'm going to put one on in a minute and think, yes, yes, sirree. These, I'm going to think. These are my frames. So, um... I pick some, and um, look, I'm going to be straight. Well, I've spoke on this um, show before about the fact that I've got a big head. If you remember my hat problems for uh, Royal Ascot. Mm. And one of the side effects of the big head, not much mentioned, is it means that your ears are further away from your eyes yes. than most people. So... I tried these glasses on, I really liked them, but the arms, I believe they call them, on the side of the spectacles, were reach. Have you ever seen... I remember seeing an old pirate movie where they found a skeleton and he was lying, <laughs> reaching, reaching out for these gold coins that were nearby, like as a symbol as he, his greed had killed him. That's what the arms look like, reaching for my ears. <laughs> 
and not quite making it. <laughs> so I spoke to uh, that which I like to call the man mm. in yes, the shop. Yes. And I'll tell you what he said to me after this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What was that TV programme where there was like a big brown animal stroke alien living with an ordinary family? Oh. Elf. Oh, was it that? Yeah. Okay. He Thanks. Ate, he, he ate cats. He looked like an aardvark. Well, well, have you got family? any evidence for that? <laughs> Big splash in the. Uh, was that what the family the called him, or was that his alien? What was name? he? Was he an alien? I think it stood for alien life form. Oh, okay, fair enough. Anyway, I, I, I don't know what. I just had a thought of it, and uh, I just needed to know. Yeah. Anyway, so I said to the man in uh, who stood at the gate of the year. Now that was a that was a New Year's Eve speech given by I think George the Sixth. Anyway, um, I said I really like these glasses. I said they don't quite reach my ears, and he went, "Oh no, they don't." And I said, um, <laughs> I said he said, "Let me look at those." And he looked and he said, "Ah, oh, well, these your your spectacles are five hundred mil arms. These are only four fifty. I said, okay, so can I get him oh. with uh, with the 500? Um, and he said, no. <laughs> I like him. And I said, why Why can't you do that? He said, we just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but that's not... He said, it doesn't... We can't, we can't do that. So I then, pathetically, because I'd booked a... Uh, a, a sight test. I went around the shop, not looking at frames I liked anymore, but just looking for 500 on the on the arm. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Uh, instead of four, so I tried like some ridiculous yeah. um, glasses on that were never going to suit me, but they were they reached my ears. <laughs> and it was oh, I it can was imagine. So... Like, did you have some that made you look like a slight American fashion eccentric on the front row? No, it was terrible though because I'd so been enjoying it, and it was like he wasn't. He didn't want to. You know, I think a lot of uh, eyes people, mm-hmm. eyes guys. <laughs> I think a lot of eyes people are a bit resentful that they're not included in the ear, nose, and throat. Um, thing. Would they have an inferiority complex? They, you know, they feel they've been the victims of a monopoly. <laughs> and they're, they don't want yes. to know about the ears. They're not interested in the ears. They go, That's not, you know, I don't work in ears, I work <laughs> in eyes. If, if, Why have you even brought this up? If I wanted to work in ears, I've got no job at Specsavers. It was yeah. honestly... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, um, you know, the, the advantages of having a big brain. Yeah. Um are, you know, are bigger than the disadvantages. But in this account, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Do you know, a, a, a neurologist said to me once that just the comedy section of my brain was bigger than most people's whole brain. <laughs> was this was this neurologist at a, at a bus stop? <laughs> no, I, I actually made that up. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> No, so um, in the end, We'd never then, so I'm walking around the shop, but people thought, who's that guy? He's just picking up the shops, looking at the arms on the, uh, picking up glasses and just looking at the, oh, I need the arms to be good. Yeah. And uh, must do a lot of side, perhaps he's in Miss Sidon. <laughs> Um, in which everyone is side on on stage and he's looking for the right glasses. But, um, and then the, the eye test was so late, I couldn't um, do it. Well, hang so on, was the, the eye test was late because you were wandering no, around picking up arms? He said to me, she might have found something. Oh, I dear. don't know what, I didn't want to know what that meant. Did you ever find out or are you willing to, for that to remain a mystery? Oh, dear. I mean, it was so... I don't know what I'm going to do now. As I see it, and I think we should discuss this, I've got three choices. Okay. Monocle, mm-hmm. pince-nez, <laughs> yeah. and opera glasses on a stick. Yes, yes, yes. Or none of which you know, involve the ears in any way. But I don't know where... If anyone out there... Um, any optometrists? Well, I was thinking any legal people. What's the legal situation? Well, hang on. Drive- when do things get legal? Well, I'm thinking if I'm going to be driving in a monocle. Mm. Is that... Toad of Toad Hall. Is that... A, yeah. <laughs> can you get a U-Bank on the phone? <laughs> 
This is a genuine problem for me. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we're talking about your specs, mm. and Richard Cracknell has got in touch, Frank. Okay. Gregory Peck isn't Cockney slang for specs because you were wondering whether it, it was. might be. It, because my spectacles have got Gregory Peck on the side. So Richard has uh, some reasons he cites for this. It breaks two of the language rules. Mm. Number one, specs is already a slang word. I see. Mm. It's specs. So rhyming slang can't be applied to an already existing slang word. Who knew? According to the RC. Yeah. Um, it's specs, <laughs> so it doesn't exactly match Peck. No, I think being a little picky no, there, but you RC. Could, you could, you could pluralise yeah. it, though, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah, I was also kind of a bit burglarised now. Well, somebody <laughs> told me once that he used Frank Skinner for dinner. <laughs> I'm going to have me Frank Skinner. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Another I big... don't know if he was being nice, but that's, he, he swore that was the case. A big yeah. plate of Frank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That'd be a sausage thing, wouldn't it? Yes. Okay, is he, okay. has he got any other yeah. Uh, no, yeah. provisos? The RC's not done. Right. Gregory Peck is actually the slang word for neck. Is it really? Mm. There you go. These people got so much time, haven't they? When you say yeah. these take people... Take a one-syllable word mm. and make it four syllables. Oh, they wind your Greg in. Yeah. It would come... Well, I like these people. <laughs> no, but who's going to make words longer? That goes against the whole abbreviation tradition. You say, I want two words for every word. I'm going to double <laughs> the length of time it takes me to say anything. I, at my management company, there's an Australian woman and she sent me an email this week saying, following our convo. And I thought, wow! That is like that when Neighbours was massive and you yeah. alert words like that. I hadn't heard convo before. Following our convo, this yeah. The Aussies are in a rush. They are in a rush. They're busy. They're a relaxed people. And yet? <gasps> oh, go on. Oh, I like and yet they're in a rush. Yeah. I'd like a and yet with Pierre Novello. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen to that podcast. About famous people who sort of come a cropper. <laughs> start with Napoleon and yet. I, have I told you before that my, my partner, Kath, is... Um, you know what a malapropism is when you get the wrong word based on Mrs. Malaprop from I don't know which play? Well, be some congreve. I think it's a restoration dude. Anyway, um, Cat does it with whole phrases, and uh, some really well-known ones. Some I remember she said to me, "Yeah," and he stared at me like a goldfish in the headlights. (laughs) And I thought, okay, this is a Chappaquiddick reference. And so, um, <laughs> she won't remember Frank when she said, I tell you what, it was like pulling blood. I know, yeah. <laughs> and this week she said to me, Oh, she said, You you know, she looks like that woman from There Goes Essex. <laughs> there Goes Essex, what's that about? A drama about the nuclear war. <laughs> it's quite West Country as well. There Goes Essex. There Goes Essex. <laughs> Could be a great documentary about David Essex. Yeah. I might put that to his management. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. You ever been breathalyzed? Yes. Mm. I passed with flying colours. Oh. I got breathalyzed on Tower Bridge, and uh, the guy said, uh, have you had a drink this evening? I said, I haven't had a drink since September the 24th, 1986. He said, well, we'll see. <laughs> and breathalyse me. I thought, will, will he tell you that? I think if I was a cop and I was breathalysing someone and someone said that with that level of certainty, yeah, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't doubt it. I'd no, still I, t- do I my thought job. it was just, I didn't want him to waste a breathalyser. Oh. That's so kind of you. Yeah. Well, you know- we pay for them ultimately. <laughs> I made a sort of um, ill-advised joke and I said, oh, this is awful waiting for the results. It's like sort of judges' houses in X Factor, isn't it? And he went, 
Can you just wait there, please? Oh, <laughs> Stars Paris is paid to be serious. I Step know. out of the car, please, ma'am. Oh, it's so, does it still happen, a breathalyzer? It's the most 70s thing you could possibly do. Is that the best they've got? Is still that? I think now they're more advanced. You don't blow into a plastic bag no, anymore. No. I mean, we're back to the whistle. You yes. might as well have the whistle if you're going to stick with a breathalyzer. What do they do if you refuse? They make you go to the station and have a blood test. Yes, Is that yeah, right? they can. Of course, you guys would say I've been breathled <laughs> instead of breathalyzed. Yes, I've been breathled. <laughs> Just breathling people. Uh, um, we've just had. Uh, sorry. Oh, I say I saw a, a good malapropism in the wild, a subtle malapropism in the wild. Okay. The other day, which I think is quite common. Well, on safari. A journal, yes, yeah, <laughs> with my binoculars, my pedant's binoculars on. <laughs> and um, it was a journalist as well, which I thought made it more surprising. And they they said, um, "It's it's beggar's belief," as in <laughs> it is a beggar's belief. It's. It's Beggar. beggar's belief, and I've heard oh. that before. Oh, as if beggar's belief is a thing, a thing as, believed by beggars. Oh. Yes, as in that's a silly belief, the sort of thing a beggar would think. Oh, and not it beggar's belief. As in yeah. it defies belief, mm. yeah. Well, or drains belief of... That's incorrect. Yes. Louise are in North Somerset. Yes. Uh, hi, Frank, Emily, Pierre, and all the team. Lovely and inclusive. Thank you, Louisa. I believe Mrs. Malaprop was a character in a play by Sheridan. Thank you. I'm not sure which play. It might have been School for Scandal. OK. okay. Well, I didn't pretend, but I think when we knew we had the right era. Mm. 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 OK. And Mrs. Malaprop was, got, always got the wrong word. Yeah. So yes. that's how it works. Yes. That's how it works. Here's the thing. Do you remember a few weeks ago we started talking about deferred gratification? Yes. So I've been it, waiting for you to raise it again. Have you? No. <laughs> yeah, very good. Lovely. Very Lovely. good. It's all about putting off your rewards. So you go to university, say, and study uh, B-Tech leisure management for three years. And at yeah. the end of it, after all that hard work, you get your... Mm. Um, certificate all the kids who uh, are told if you don't eat that cake you get two in two minutes time mm. and all that I have started doing this now is when I put the shower on I don't know what's happened to our, water, our hot water but it takes about four minutes to get hot the water That's in it. our shower um, so I um, this is out in the east wing of the house. <laughs> That's why it takes so long to warm yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so what I've started doing is getting into the shower when it's still cold. A really, it's really unpleasant, knowing that soon I'll start to feel it get a bit warmer mm. and a bit, and it's lovely. Yeah. It's very good psychologically. Thinking, oh yeah, I can cope with this because I know the hot water is coming. But you have got all that hair shirt thing in you, haven't you? Let's be honest. Yeah, but I just think it's great. It's great practice for life. Battling on a bit, knowing that the sun, soon the clouds will part. Mm. The trend now is to have a hot shower and then 30 seconds to a minute ice cold at the end. The trend you, amongst... The, the sort of health trend. So it gives you the adrenaline for the day and activates your body in some mysterious that way. That sounds like it might be done by men who meet in fields naked with just body paint and eat raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner, speaking of common people. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. And we have been receiving some emails, Frank. Fab. Firstly, 139. Frank, this is about your spectacles issue. Try a non-chain optician. By that, I don't think they mean no glasses lanyard. on a lanyard, <laughs> <laughs> like most stage managers. A non-chain optician, OK. Uh, Why and they would recommend they... one called university opticians. I won't say any more than that. It's yeah, a specific that it could be Alf from university opticians. Who's a Alf. Not Alf, the <laughs> alien who <clears throat> looks a bit like those creatures you get that... Um, what's the goner, the Arsenal goner? 
Gonosaurus Rex. Yeah, he looks a bit like Gonosaurus Rex. He looks um, also a bit like Pylo like... Swine, the Pokemon character. Do you remember him? Pierre? That's too new for me. Okay. I What's do. he called? Pylo Swine. Ask Buzz. He'll know. Pylo Swine. Buzz will know. <laughs> okay. Um. Also. <laughs> Like a luscious pork menu. Yeah. Pile yeah. Of swine. Yeah. Eight nine four. Morning. In our house, we say it's cold in here. Put on the Ronan for central heating. Oh, that's good. Uh, I like it. I can see the lure then when you're not losing any time. Yeah. It's the same amount of syllables. Yes. I, yes. I think that's fine. Yeah. Put I, on the Ronan. Three eight three texts in, and I presume three eight three is a is a copper. Because okay. uh, regarding our chat about breathalysers, they say when people make jokes, it makes me more suspicious. Oh, well, this is the you know all these stories. Does this really happen at customs? If you say, um, "Have you got anything in your bag?" and you say, "Yeah, well, only my um, armor light rifle," that so you immediately get arrested and taken away. That's what people always say. Yes, I think they definitely don't chuckle. No. They, I think they, yeah, but they, they say as soon as you say that yeah. they have to arrest you because otherwise it's it's on their head if you have got an armor light rifle. Yeah. How do I know the phrase armor light? I don't even know. Pierre, what is an armor light rifle? Uh, it's a type of American uh, assault rifle mainly used by the IRA, smuggled in. That's oh, very that's quick. Right. Oh, okay. Very, maybe very maybe. quick response. Very <laughs> yeah. quick. You ask a South African about no, firearms, no, they're know. going to what they're going to know. I turn to you immediately. <laughs> I like it. Yes, you'd be my first. I've got to be honest. If I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and it was a firearms question, mm, yes. you would be... Were you Frank's phone a friend once? I was. How I was Frank's phone a friend and I stepped up to the plate. And what was the question? Can you remember? Oh, can you remember? Can you remember, Pierre? It was which of the following African uh, animals is not a vegetarian? Oh, yeah. Looking back, it was... I, I should have got it. You could, And what happened? Uh, we got it. It was... Um, Meerkats, they eat, they eat worms and grubs and things. And yeah. all the other ones were rhino, um, yeah. giraffe and something else. Yeah. But if you've got Pierre at the end of a phone, I mean, it's tailor-made. I know, but I, I wasted him, I think. I should have Did saved you? him for the big ones. But I never got to the big ones. Oh, dear. OK. <laughs> <sighs> well, you and Adrian Charles on that other one, you came a cropper over the... Um, what was it? We came acropolis. We, um, you came a cropper over the... That doesn't quite work, so it was I'll tell Rome. you what happened. You came a cropper over the catacombs. It was the catacombs, and mm. I thought they were in Rome, and they turned out to be in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. There are uh, some in Rome, though. That's what's confusing. That's where the uh, non-petrified saints live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> OK. What was we talking about? I think I've lost it now. Where did we where did we meander from? Oh, we were just talking about Oh guns. We're yeah. talking about guns. <laughs> it was one of our little firearm chats with Pierre Novelli. Fireside firearm chats. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh dear. So um what who else has been in contact? Well, we've also had a couple of people, you know, Pierre and I were talking about uh, burglarised. Oh, yeah. We're not fans of it. However, Ruth Jordan, one of our regulars, yes. she's in agreement, burglarised is awful, obviously. But is it worse when British people, I'm going to say Southerners, say burglary? It makes me feel physically sick. Burglary, yes. Mm, like burgers of... Do people say burglary? Oh, people say so all burglary. sorts. I, maybe it's Burglary. like a certificate. Oh no! <laughs> yes, and the big one. I grew up saying chimbley. Oh, but that's adorable. I love that. I love chimbley. And my sister-in-law used to say chimdy. Chimdy. Yeah, it, you know, it doesn't feel like a word you're going to struggle with, does it, chimney? No, it's not that complicated. And do people say nuclear wrong? How do they say it when they say it? Uh, wrong? George Bush would say nuclear. Oh, but nu- you get nuclear. As well. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I like that because it's a bit like burglarise. It's got nuke. You, obviously, you've got nuke in it. Then I think you, you can improvise after you've established that. That's what I said to George. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I can say, um, when I was your phone a friend, it was a bit like. Um, it, it, if, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but someone comes to your to your house and sits with you. Yeah, to make sure you're not googling. Yeah, like, an, uh, but it felt like something from a Tarantino movie. That we'll send someone, <laughs> send someone around. And yeah, this guy, just with a sort of little security lanyard, sits opposite you in your living room and 
with his hand sort of clasped and you just sit and silence. No, it is, it's a strange... Um, you can't have your phone or books near you, mm. on mm. the couch or anything. You have to be like, sort of away from things. need them. <laughs> I just went, what, fingers up to temples and sort of yeah, exactly. summoned the fact Hi. that meerkats eat crabs. Can I just say, mm. we are having... Uh, we've had a number of opticians getting oh, yeah. in touch, <laughs> all prepared to service your needs. Really? They haven't seen how far my ears go back. <laughs> you can't well, from... If I, if I mean, my I don't eyes... want to be giving free advertising, but, for example, Finlay, in, uh, who runs a dentist... A dentist? Sorry, sorry that was a Freudian. He runs a dentist. <laughs> right, hold on. You think I should go to a dentist <laughs> for whitening? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Finlay, who has an optician's practice in Notting Hill... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no... It's not Finley Kwai, is it? <laughs> no. What if it's Finley Kwai? There are all sorts of uh, really? people. Really? Yeah. Do you think so it's... So, I'm just saying... We're building up a sort of a sword in the stone kind of thing for opticians here. Yeah, like... Who will among you be <laughs> I like, worthy? Yes, I like to think of it as opticians' idol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who will get through to judges' houses? Is it the arms race <laughs> for oh. my ears? <laughs> well done. Very, very that sounds great. Yeah. You've been framed. <laughs> do you want me to sift through these for you? Yes. Okay, I can do that. Um, no, that's. Uh, I'm so maybe it can be. It's not true that it can't be done. It didn't sound impossible. In a world, this is when people always used to say, you know, we've put a man on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we can't make spectacles that reach my ears. Um, <laughs> Your shopping experience in terms of those frames was like mine the other day where I went, I was lured in against my better judgment to a cool mm. vintage store. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Full of clothes. sort of... Yeah, clothes and sort of like... Uh, previously loved. Previously loved, uh-huh. collect, collectible 90s American football jerseys, things of this nature. Previously loved is... I've got that on my Edinburgh posters. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that on my Tinder profile. <laughs> oh, no. So go on, you went into a vintage. What were you looking for? A I would, frock coat? I was killing time. And okay. I sort of thought, well, a frock coat, yes. <laughs> a topper. Yeah. I needed a new topper. No, I went in, and the reason I say lured in against my better judgment is because I, unless someone enormous has passed away recently, there will yes. be nothing in the vintage shop yes. that can fit me. Oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> And people were smaller in the past as well, and, and you know. It's a, it's a shame they don't list the obituaries by weight in the... Uh... At the very least, collar size. <laughs> yeah. He always rejoiced in his 17 and a half inch collar. And they go, ah, I'm there. I'm there. Get straight on the bus. It's a great thing to rejoice in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. There was not a thing. I did exactly what you did, and I went, you know what? I'm not going to look at what looks nice. I'm just going to go size label first, yeah, um, then I'll look at the, yeah. the but shirt. But you could have got jacket. a cravat or a cape. A cape? A cape would fit you, wouldn't it? Yeah, For no, new local a vampires. lot of people don't actually wear those, Frank. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Contemporary life. Yeah, but not many people wear velvet jackets, but Pierre does. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, and that was a... Man. I had to kill an enormous magician to get that. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, no, I like fear, no fear of lint no. at all. It's a bit evil scientist in his leisure time, mm-hmm. the smoking jacket. I enjoy mm. it. I think it's a bit um, meerkat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to tell you about You'd appreciate this. Someone mentioned that they would walked Hadrian's Wall. Mm. And I said, Picts, or it didn't happen. <laughs> and uh, they, didn't, they didn't get it. No. Yeah. They'd walked Hadrian's Wall and they hadn't picked, oh, picked, picked it's, up It's on. hard to say, Picts, I think. Well, but yeah. For me, uh, for me, it's amongst my greatest work. But, um, you know. So anyway, chiseled into the back of the ME. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I've just remembered something, which is just an example, just a general example of my great convo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, Emily. We've been talking about Gregory's this morning, which you were hoping... Greg- might oh, be Gregory a, a Pecks. Strong, yeah, Gregory yeah. Pecks. You thought possibly, which I thought was a very fair assumption, might be a Specs rhyming slang thing. Yeah. I do remember, I've just remembered at university, a friend of mine used to refer to Gregory's for oh. trousers. Oh, kecks. Yes. Ah. But now that is a slang. You're not allowed well, to do that. Double slanging. Exactly. He was right. doing the double slang. And yes. you don't want to do the double slang. You could say, where did I hang my yowser, yowser, yowsers? <laughs> would that work? <laughs> it would work. <laughs> Whereas uh, the Allens, Alan Wickers, yeah. that's acceptable. Is it not? What What was we? Oh, is it that? Um, Ladies' underwear. Yes. Alan Wickers. Yeah, I think yes. I have heard that one. Yes, okay. I, I don't know if it's still, uh, if no. it's still very... Uh, is it just the pearly kings and queens who do it? The last, the last of the cockneys. Yeah, you know, up the apples and pears. And I'm not sure. I've never been sure what a pearly king is. Um, well, I've seen is, pictures of them. Is it a part-time role? Or is I it think it's quite. It's quite. It's like a. As I now, I'm going to be. Someone's going to correct this, but there's some. There's a pearly king buried in um, the cemetery near to my um, church that I go How to. How is that? And, uh, you know, they wear the outfits with, like, pearl buttons on them. I don't know if they're involved in any way with the area of London called Pearly. I don't know. But basically, I think it used to be... um, I don't know if it's hereditary, but it was certainly... It was a sort of working-class royalty. But now I think it's largely uh, raising funds for charity. Thing. Right, but usually, when I was a kid, they'd often be on the telly, and the, you know, the pearly kings are out today in the book, and you get the pearly king and queen in black outfits, plastered in white pearl. Yeah, mm. I've, I've, I've seen pictures of them as, as sort of part of Lord Mayor's parades are or whatever. Saying to me they don't have them in South Africa. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> sort of ritual clothing. No, it's too hot for. No, sort of I thing. think it's very specific. I think it's specifically East End. Yeah, it's a, it's well, a the thing. female, the the pearly queen. Mm. I presume there was one, wasn't there? Yeah. Did she have the same outfit but a skirt suit? Then is it a pinstripe? I seem suit? to remember like a big <laughs> ascot type hat, plastered. At, what? What happened? What, you, what your, are you playing at? Your monocles come out. You see, married tomorrow, today, all she can think about is the veil, the nail, the nails, mm-hmm. and the ales. They won't have ales at the wedding, will there'll they? Be, there'll be drinks. Doesn't seem like that type of wedding. It's nice folk. Is the producer doing a speech, do we know? We haven't asked her that. You're doing a speech, Sarah? You're not. Oh, I am. You wait and see. That woman who <laughs> jumped, jumped onto the king's horse was basically wasting her time. <laughs> Hey, what a shame, poor Emily Davidson. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Und? Okay, 082. Morning team, re-malapropisms. Mm. I was being told the price of a product by a salesman. I can't remember what, unfortunately. <laughs> and he said, of course, if you want it with all the Belgian whistles on, it will be more. <laughs> Oh, Belgian whistle. <laughs> Unless he was buying <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> moule, or Belgian beer. It's not allowed. Yeah. No. I pretended I hadn't heard to make him say it again. But That's if he... Jimmy the Face, one of our regulars. If if he was buying some of Belgian, that would be good. That would be really clever. <laughs> Do you want all the Belgian whistles? I was talking to someone recently who said their dad was a librarian and... Uh, she said, I think that was his happiest time. I said, does he get dewy-eyed when he talks about it? Yeah. Ooh. Based on the dewy system yeah. that they used. <laughs> um, what I need to do is start slightly tailoring my material for my audience. <laughs> yes. I, think, I think what you should do is, is place both hands on the shoulders of the person who doesn't get it and explain it in detail close to their face. I can't. I used to have an email that said some of them did fall on stony ground about whenever I told of jokes that had failed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's gone. I have a question about the viability. You're talking of Gregory Pecks, I mean. Yes. And um, the famous film and book 
There's a chain of bars called Tequila Mockingbird, I believe. Is oh, that that's good. good. But what I find odd about it is why you would be like, oh, we're going to have a sort of, fun, sort of fun cocktail bar chain of them. And when, I, when people look at the name, I want them to be reminded of the... the Slow, big, grim fight for racial justice <laughs> yeah. in the American South. Yeah, but maybe they're not Happy reminded hour. of that. <laughs> no. But I then what do they think it is if they don't know? They just go, oh, You're my, absolutely right. It is a bit inappropriate. <laughs> it's like a disco called The Colour Purple. I mean, please. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, yeah, well, you, can have a, you can have a Harpo cocktail. and Yeah, mad. Because no, it's that, not a pun if you don't know the origin. And if you know the origin, it's not nice. No. No, I uh, I agree. Shut them down. Yeah, is it a chain? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weird decision making. Yeah, well, I, it's a, it's a good pun. That's my problem with it. It is quite a good pun, and I fi- I find it hard to not admire a good pun. That's how it's happened, though. The sheer strength of the pun has overwhelmed all associative concerns. Well, I once spoke to the historian Lucy Worsley mm. and I, I expressed some surprise that she was working on that series of Versailles. Mm. I don't know if you remember it, but um, yeah. it was um, bawdy mm-hmm. in the extreme. Yes. And um, she said, well, if one person who watches it um, actually looks in and reads into that historical period... I have done my job. So maybe Tequila Mockingbird thinks if one person <laughs> reads that book, well, we, they know. we have not wasted. As, as a, to as, which their <laughs> business partner says, what book? This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Frank, <laughs> may we return? May we? Oh, lovely. Mm. Lovely work, Skinner. To some of our, some bits of previous correspondence we've had from our loyal readers. Because, you know, they should not be overlooked. No. What was the thing they said about animals during the wartime, Frank? They did not know. No, they had no no choice. (laughs) They had no choice. Yeah. I think about that at least once a week and it makes me smile. Not that they had no choice. That's obviously very sad, but... It seems an odd... Um... No, it's not the slogan I'd have gone for. <laughs> no. They were brave, whatever you think, would have been my slogan. <laughs> so have we heard from the outside world? We have. We've heard from Adrian from Surrey, who's got in touch with the greatest cape I ever wore. Mm. How does that strike you? I've, I think we've all sat around in pubs going through that. Yeah. Scenario. Yeah. As a teenager, I was in a local panto group. I already love you, Adrian. Yeah. And I regularly ended up as the villain. Oh, okay. Mm. Or should I say... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Would you have been cast as a villain, incidentally, Frank Skinner? Um, I think at that period I'd have been cast as the village drunk. <laughs> That's the only way I could have really coped with it. But um, <laughs> now I've never. I've, I, when I was in a panto, I was in the ITV panto, and I was buttons. Mm. And I, uh, I introduced the gag when people say, "Ah, buttons," and I immediately checked my flies and said, "Thank you very much." <laughs> Yes, oh, you're very I buttons. It. I would say if I had to think of yeah, I was chirpy in those days. Yes, you've got a you have it's something of the hotel porter about you. Yes, and he did wear that sort of outfit. I like to think it? I was buttons, but shot through with darkness. <laughs> <laughs> buttons with a dark backstory. But maybe all those things—they've got plenty of darkness in them. Those pantos. Which oh, panto yeah. character are you? Oh, you've got to be. See, I've got the widow twanky. Oh, okay. What about you? Me? Mm. I don't know. Aaron Hardock? No, he's I don't think. He's going to be Prince Charming. Yeah, maybe. he's going to be one of the... Is there like a big... Uh, you know the that... Um, you know of mice, you know, of yeah. mice and men? You know that big character Lenny. in that? Lenny? Yeah, yeah. I'm Lenny. <laughs> is there a Lenny character in Panto? That'd be not, very tragic. Not that I can think of. Blacksmith? Yeah, village blacksmith. You can always fit one of those in. Oh, yeah. he's very blacksmith. And then they can come out with like, a, it looks like a hammer, but it's really a sort of a baseball bat. And then you can knot horseshoes, foam horseshoes, or mm. maybe candy horseshoes into the audience yes. for the kids. Mm. Yes, that's right. I think I've got something. 
I had an idea for a TV. You know, I have an idea for TV shows now and again, which I like to share. If anyone wants to make them, it's fine. I thought ones in which you predict which celebrities would be good couples, be good, um, and it could be called the shipping forecast. Very nice. What do you think? I like that. Okay, well, it'll be on Channel 5, I should think, within six months. I mean, Adrian, we will get back to you. We're still mid-Adrian from Sorry's email. Okay, we, well, yes, yes. Well, it's the good. greatest cape he ever wore. We're going to find oh, yes. out shortly. <laughs> well, that is worth a cliffhanger, mm. isn't it? <laughs> And guess what? Mm-hmm. Alf, the furry alien, yes. was called Alf because, and we know this, because uh, Rue Valentino from East Sussex has told us this, it was called Alf because it was an alien life form. I think Pierre said that about an hour ago. I'm so sorry, Pierre. I didn't oh, even hear you say damn. that. I thought <laughs> I, it was some big revelation. I whispered it into my sleeve. No, I didn't hear it. I thought it was going to be up there. Now I feel very embarrassed. No, well, it's... Um, imagine how they feel who sent it in. Well, imagine how... <laughs> Frank. No, thanks for sending imagine it Imagine how Absolute Radio are going to feel, because I don't know if they still have the no-repeat oh, guarantee. God, the no-repeat guarantee <gasps> has throw- been breached. <laughs> I've thrown it Does into chaos. Mean Harry Curie for us all. Yeah. I'd like to apologise to my bosses at Absolute Radio. I Th- hope they I- don't listen. Don't worry. <laughs> We'll soon find out. Yeah. Here's a test. It's a lot of radio to listen to, isn't it, for one person? Yeah. I think they listen. Do you okay. think they don't? What do you think they do? They're doing this. Well, morning? they can't listen all. It's twenty-four hour radio. Oh yeah. yeah. They've got to have a life. Do they not have shifts in booths or something? I don't know where they keep their underwear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we were on Best Ever Cape, weren't we? Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Best Ever Cape. Andy. And then I broke it off Adrian. to uh, flout the no-repeat guarantee. Yeah. Adrian from Surrey, the greatest cape he ever wore. Hold it. That was another film called that. <laughs> the greatest cape. Da, 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 what if that had been a film about a really amazing cape that someone made when they were a prisoner of war? You would have watched it then. Yes. Well, I'm I, sure oh, you did I have watch watched it. it many times. Which one's that? Is it's it... the one when Steve McQueen escapes on a motorbike. It's and not every James time... Coburn, is it? No. Ooh. Maybe he is. McQueen is put in solitary, and Coburn what he does it? is he bounces a, ba- a baseball off the wall over and over again. Oh, okay. Yeah. The boys at my university made me watch Escape to Victory. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that Sylvester Stallone playing a goalkeeper? That's right. Yeah. And, and many of the. <laughs> I was uh, out at that point. The yes. Ipswich Town football team are uh, a representative. Oh. Okay. Back to the Great Escape. Yes. Comma. I ever wore. Yes. Adrian from Surrey's. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, recap, recape. As a teenager, <laughs> I was in a local panto group and regularly ended up as the villain. My mum made me a cape for my costume as the demon of discontent. And over the years, it was repurposed for other roles. Oh. I'll allow you to imagine what they may have been. Gendarme? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, is that does that qualify? Because what they have, the, their arms come through their capes. Does they, is that still a cape? Ooh. Yeah, it's more of a capelet. This could be a good TV show. Is it cape? <laughs> is it cape? And when you see a loose fitted upper garment, and you have to guess whether it's a cape <laughs> or a no, that? it's more waistcoat. I, yeah. I'm afraid I'm not going to allow cape in this instance. Well, there's a, that's a sort of French line in a coat, isn't it? That sort of flare. Yes. Does Sorry. the gendarmerie, do they have the red lining? They have red lines here and there on their uniforms. On well, their so it's a great thinking, outfit, the gendarme. What about the 1960s nurse? They liked a cape, didn't they? What yeah. they like best of all is an upside-down watch <laughs> pinned to the, uh, the breast section. Yes. Oh, man. No other profession has taken up. Or no, I've never seen anyone in, in, in their private life who wears an upside-down watch. If there are any other jobs, I'd be interested to know. Can I just finish? You think the vets... What about the Great Escape, comma, uh, okay. I ever wore? Yeah. Now I'm in my 40s, 
Not me, Adrian. Uh, now I'm in my 40s and a local school governor and I still pull the cloak out as a Dumbledore costume if I'm ever visiting the school on World Book Day. Ah. That's Adrian from Surrey. So you know what? That cape. Look how... That's been a good friend to him. A lot yeah. of use. A lot of use out of that cape. Yeah. But they don't really wear out, you see. There's no, like, elbows going into that's, them and stuff. They're, they're barely touched by the inhabitant. The amount of swishing, <laughs> swishing you'd have to do to wear out a cape would oh, be tremendous. I mean, exactly. No, I think they... that's because they've, he's invested, or, he, or the parent invested. This is why... Don't go to the fancy dress costume uh, shops with the four-folded's in the cellophane. I'd like to see mm. Dracula going to a sort of seamstress. It's the elbow, hell. <laughs> I swish it across myself. And it's I... a snappy dress. I get, doesn't he get fed up of people saying, Ooh, you're going somewhere nice, Dracula. <laughs> I always... What do you mean? I always dress like this. <laughs> Oh, you got got to do. I. This is my look. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, Frank, as a a man who's you know you're in with the Royals now. Yeah, well, look, I'm not Nicholas Witchell. <laughs> but yeah, I've had a bit of royal action. Just sure. Lately. You really have. You were trusted to get close to the mat. Yeah. You're in, you're in, I think you're in now, Frank. Yeah. Do you? Yes. You, you could I, be haven't been, I haven't been invited to the uh, the concert. I thought no. you would be. Well, that's because you call it the concert. I think now if you yeah. said something, you could be quoted as a royal insider <laughs> in, a, in a tabloid article. Do you think so? Yeah. You're the closest I've got to a royal contact. Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but have you seen... Uh, in your capacity as our, our royal contact, Frank, mm. the uh, official food of the coronation. Oh, yes. This is, um, I presume you say it like this, quiche Lorraine. <laughs> L-O-R-E-I-G-N. Oh, very oh. good. That's, that's what it's called in the paper. Yeah. Were they not punning? It can't be the official name. No, no, it? it's a pun. I'm sure it's a pun. I was going to say they're, they're going old school French language uh, titles now. <laughs> they're going 1066. Well, it's called, is it called Coronation? Coronation quiche. Quiche, mm. yeah. As in Coronation chicken. Yeah. Well, one of the things it said in, in the article I read, it said that the, um, the people who designed it, who were like the royal household cooks or whatever, yeah said that they hope it will become as popular as Coronation Chicken. Right. <laughs> like, not very It's a very, popular, a very low it? bar. <laughs> it's, it's horrible, Coronation it's, Chicken. Yes. Does Coronation Chicken have the raisins in it? Raisins and curry powder. It's yellow thing. with, yeah. Pineapple? Oh, no, I don't think, I think you're thinking of Chicken Maryland. Oh, no, either way. Either way. So they sort of went, we hope that with time people will find the coronation quiche as disgusting. Again, they should have called that coronation. It was yes. originally called poulet. Poulet poo. <laughs> uh-huh. Chicken droppings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wouldn't was that it? be great if one of, one of... Too. Say if Agneta Falkstock had bought a farm and she walked through and somebody said, what's that on your Wellington's... Poulet poo. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was Poulet Rain Elizabeth or something. So oh, anyway, yeah. I wasn't happy with Quiche Lorraine, so no. I thought I'd come, I th- I'd come up with my oh. own oh. royal quiche. What do you think of this? Go on. Quiche to the castle. That's okay. what Sean Connery would call it. <laughs> I love it. Quiche to I, the castle. I, I see that you do. Yeah. It's much better than quiche Lorraine. Do you know Come what? On. I don't dislike it. Okay. The, uh, quite, it's growing on me, quiche to the castle. Yeah. It really is, Frank, because I'm seeing the packaging. And you know how a quiche often, not always, but sometimes favours a window? Mm. Like a sort of uh, washing machine. Yeah, have you not bought a quiche like that? M&S do them like that. Oh, okay. There's a little plastic window where you can see what you're getting. Oh, yeah. Yes. As if the quiche was on I, a submarine. I was, sorry, I thought you meant trellis. Oh, I you see. You know when you no, get a pastry no. trellis? No, trellis. No, no, no. No, I'm talking about the visual, the, the merchandising. Yeah, the packaging. Yeah. But I'm thinking there could be some potential, though, with the quiche to the castle. We can do something with that little window, surely. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Maybe some uh, <laughs> castellation on the pastry around the edge. Yes, yes, yeah. a little portcullis. Yeah. 
Something you could have like some like red peppers looking over the battlements <laughs> bat for intruders. It's getting quite complicated. <laughs> well, you know, it's a big occasion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the coronation is quite complicated, to be fair. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I, I think mine's better. Anyway, as ever with puns. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Well, we are talking about the coronation quiche. Yeah. Oh, quiche to the castle, do you mean? <laughs> oh, immediate rebrand, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. If it ain't, uh, it was broke and it needed fixing. Mm. Mm. Well, something I've learned from reading uh, the quiche article that I read was that, and this this knocked me flat. Oh, the oh. one thing that's disapproved of, an absolute no-no in the quiche world, or would it be a non, a non? <laughs> non merci. Is cheese. Oh. Fromage. You're not allowed to put, if, you, if you're a purist, you don't put cheese. I thought cheese was the absolute centre of a, of a quiche. Well, I mean, well, there's cheese in the royal quiche. They love an earth. It's earth based. So it's, a sort it? of, it's a sort of radio code from the Second World War. <laughs> yeah. There is cheese in the royal quiche. What it, what it I sounds repeat. someone with a bowler hat. It sounds, like, a it sounds like a really <laughs> terrible guess on catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> There's cheese in the royal quiche. No, no, um, it's good, but it's not right. Oh, is I can it, see why is you'd it say cheese that. in the quiche? <laughs> Please. Yeah. It's a bird in the hand, you fool. Is it cheesy tart? No, no, it's not cheesy tart. And how dare you? It's good, but it's not right. Well, in the article about the quiche, actually, there's a bit where they refer to it as the royal vegetarian tart. Oh, okay. Oh, that's unnecessary. (laughs) Well, they say it's vegetarian. They say it contains broad beans and spinach. And you think, all right. No need to shout. It's vegetarian. We get it. All right, Highgrove, calm down. But I read a complaint yesterday that it isn't vegan, and so someone's come up with an alternative uh, vegan. Because there's cheese in it, it? I suppose. Vegan quiche to the car. Oh, it's all gone wrong. I don't know know what that one would be called. Mm. Bleak Lorraine. (laughs) 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 Um... So, yeah, no, uh, and also it said that um, we hope people will eat, eat it whilst watching the coronation. What a lovely idea. I suppose. I'm also... I have a bit more confidence, we hope. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> going to eat it whilst watching Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> Shame to want to use it once. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? If you met someone who every morning watched Lorraine eating a quiche Lorraine, wouldn't you have an admiration for that person? I would think, you know what? You are a special human being. You've you've gone that far. I particularly like the red pepper with the small musket. (laughs) What about... Because they also... You've picked up on the broad beans, Mm. right? And and why the hell wouldn't you? They've also <laughs> created a special royal sausage. Did you read about this? What? Uh, the sausage royal? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that should have been called. Sausage royal, obviously. <laughs> Honestly, I'm well, I'm in the wrong job. Do you wanna know the do you wanna know the ingredients? Yes. Okay. Well, one was it Scottish pork? Yeah, Scottish pork. Scottish pork. pork. <laughs> Scottish pork. What? Do animals have nationalities? <laughs> it's, it's. I thought surely they are citizens of the animal kingdom. They're not. No. They don't have visas. They're not constrained by national <laughs> borders. Tartan, tartan bacon. But why do you think they call it the animal kingdom? It transcends. <laughs> All national boundaries. I don't. I don't want to see pigs being um, compartmentalised like this. You don't want to see them being divided by human. Also, no. the idea that well, you... it's just with a knife and fork. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, everyone. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Three one nine's got in touch regarding your incredulity at Scottish pork. Oh yeah, saying where does that leave French poodles? Stateless. 
Um, also, members of the Animal Kingdom, they get their passport. Yeah. <laughs> it's Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Well, my dog's in an Imperial Shih Tzu. Imperial? Yeah. Mm. That's his official title. Okay. From the... Uh, yeah, well, they were, originally the Shih Tzu... I think I've told you this, Frank. Chinese? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, Frank, do you want to know what else is in the royal sausage? Mm. Go on. Scottish pork. Yeah, well, debatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nationalist pork. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Scot- Scottish like, pork. It's like the Catholic Church, the animal kingdom. It, you know, it, it covers the whole globe. One grand ecclesia. Even the water birds, of which we spoke last week. <laughs> <laughs> what about Border Collie? At least they're playing ball. Yeah, well, well, probably on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? They're not committing either way. No, but I mean, Collies someone's imposed that on them. They know where their loyalties lie. Where is that? The farmer. Well, the animal kingdom. Okay. That's right. If there was a war between man and animals, they would have to all be uh, impounded, the animals, because they wouldn't be able to trust them. I'm just saying, you've got a lot of admin to wade through to get this passed. And what about Alsatians? Yes, you know. well, look, just because people have put names on them like <laughs> Scottish pork. I, th- I think dogs would be on our side in that war. They are so far. Yeah. Yeah, they know, well, they know which side their bread is buttered. <laughs> so the dog's saying to the wolf, let me get this right. You sleep outdoors <laughs> and you have to catch your own... Yeah, well, OK, I'll see you uh, tomorrow. <laughs> and then that dog never turns up again. So... Scottish pork. Cut to dog talking to owner and owner saying, Animal revolution, you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see about this. <laughs> Sorry, Scottish pork. Scottish pork. OK. Victoria plum. After Victoria. Plum. Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. And, controversially, I would say, ginger. I'm not well, sure apparently that. that was one of his conditions for turning up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't mind ginger in a beer right. or a bread mm. or a cake or something like that. Mm. In a knot. In a knot. Fabulous. Yeah. Love it in a person. Not tolerating it in a sausage. <laughs> I've got to say I love ginger in everything. So do I, but not a sausage. Would when, you Would you have a... a- Pork, plum and ginger sausage. Oh, God, with gusto. Really? Do they have gusto as a relish? It's very... I'll be sorry, Bisto. Sorry, I misread that. Can we do that again, Paul? <laughs> for your sovereign, you would put this sausage in your mouth. Well, obviously, I'd go to the cannon's mouth for my sovereign. Yes. But, um, oh. no, I li- I really... Anything with ginger in. Whenever I, um, whenever I go to an everyman cinema... Mm. I always have a gingerella. What's that? Which is a sort of ginger beer design being based on the old Barbarella movie oh. with Jane Fonda. Oh. Mm, okay. You see where they arrived <laughs> at the name? I suppose. Yeah. I think they had a similar thought process to quiche to the castle. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if only they had that kind of level of work. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we have an emergency missive in, which I need to share with you. Oh, OK. And our readers, because I trust them. Does it just say fire? Exclamation <laughs> mark. It's from a dispensing optician. Oh, OK. And I like the sound of this character. Hi, Frank. Listening to your radio show today was an absolute eye-rolling moment for me. It's quite handy for an optician. (laughs) I'm a dispensing optician. I work for an independent optician and I could absolutely get your frame sent to a specialist and have the sides lengthened. I think you mean it's 150 millimetre length you need. Oh, yes, not 500. No such thing as a 500. No, people now are thinking that I'm like the Mekon from Dan Dare. (laughs) Um, no, that's right, it was 150, and, and uh, the ones I tied on was 145. This DO, yes, I'm calling him a DO. <coughs> oh, dispensing optician, yeah. The DO, I won't name the DO, he's requested anonymity, and I have oh. a certain amount of respect for that. Mm. If you're going to go, I like this, a little bit of shade thrown here, which I like. If you're going to go to a multiple, 
Oh, yes, I did go to a multiple. <laughs> like Specsavers? Then... Well, it wasn't Specsavers. I okay. don't think I should name them, but no, I have to say they, hadn't, they hadn't got a clue, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to go to a multiple, then you need to realise they will not do anything like modifications, etc. <sighs> they just sell what they've got. Please consider going to an independent and ask to see a DO. They are qualified and registered with the General Optical Council. There may be a DO you can see at a multiple, but they use a lot of unqualified optical assistance. Oh, well, I can not having that. This person finishes, I really wish people knew who is who at the opticians. <laughs> well, um, the and, American... Uh, thank you so much, by the way. We haven't put your name on the radio, but I think that was useful advice. It right? was. That was very useful. And... Um, I, I, I remember reading the autobiography of the American poet Robert Pinsky and he spent about half a paragraph, no, maybe a page, explaining the difference between a dispensing optician and an ophthalm, all those different... Optometrist. Yeah, yeah. and all those ophthalmic, blah, blah. Know, yeah. yeah. Great literature. Okay. <laughs> As was that email. Yeah, no, that was that was helpful. I've I've realised now what I've been doing is I've been going to chains when I should be going to um... independent specialists Ooh, seeing, exactly. asking for the DO. Yeah, no more multiples. Yeah. Can I speak to the DO? I don't think I'd be prepared to say that because what if they said, "What's that?" I'd I just like worry that how you how you'd make it sound au naturel and not like you were making too much of an effort and trying to be part of the the gang. Just so of... give me an example. If I'm in the opportunity, ding, the bell rings. Hello there, can I help you? Yeah, I'd like to, um, if you can, um, can you put me in contact with what I like to call the DO? <laughs> it's to put me in contact with. You mm. just oh, on contact lens. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. And then she goes, Len! <laughs> you think this is going even better than I thought. <laughs> Um, listen, enough of this, enough of this convo. Um, and we're all very excited for Sarah's wedding tomorrow. Um, it'll be amazing, I'm sure. And then she's off on some honeymoon, leaving us completely stranded. Nevertheless, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again, producerless, next week. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.